Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Final hour fist pump time on a foggy Thursday, but man, absolutely loaded and jam-packed here with Sean Sharif, RJ Choppy, and our Cowboys insider Bobby Bell, Peyton and Ryan got us live on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. Has the coaching overshadowed? The postseason games, coaching news overshadowed the playoff uh, games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, because there's no games going on today. Right. You know, like if this, that, that's. I think it's normal, right? On a, on a. This is a little bit different because there's bigger names, but. Yeah, and that, I, that week. Yeah, and I, maybe yeah, it's probably eaten into some preview time. But like for instance, if this news breaks on a, if, if this, these stories break on a Sunday night, I think we're still coming in here Monday morning. We're talking about the games mostly. Yeah. So, I, I think it's just the fact that we don't have a game to play yet. Well, the news, of course, yesterday. <laughs> I ate this little candy bar and a chocolate chip just got me. Oh, that, that. Re- that reminds me, because at first, uh, the, the way you reacted, that was like you ate the bomb hot sauce. Like, we got, we got one more day to figure out what our Philly bet is. Well, do you want it to be money or something else? Uh, something else, okay. like I mean, because I don't know that I can bet money, but something else, something that the, oh, the yeah. listeners will get enjoyment regardless of who loses. Okay, so Philly, Tampa, straight up, and you're thinking about taking a teaspoon of the bomb hot sauce. I think with you, you might get flown out of here to a hospital. Yeah, <laughs> we got I, 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 close Methodist. Like I don't know what you would do reaction. Now look, I'm not saying it wouldn't affect me, but I think you you could be hospitalized. It, it so it has. It's very like I mean, just a drop is enough to set your whole mouth on fire. Yeah, and, and it's not like when I, I say on fire with Adam Richman at the Super Bowl. Well, when I say yeah. on fire, I mean I, it's not talking spicy. Like it literally feels like fire in your mouth. Like you struck a match and put it out on your tongue. It's that type of feeling. And so it can be tough to if you had to do like a whole segment, like say a fifteen minute segment at no, the very think, beginning of it. You got to eat and then you got to basically but really a spoon command. The could, I mean, it's going to last longer than the segment. Maybe mm. less than a teaspoon. We got to come to to an agreement on how much is because a full teaspoon might. What about see, shock collar? That will kill you. Uh, want to be a bala shock collar? Uh, no. Uh, uh, nah. Okay. I I wouldn't get as much enjoyment out of that. I don't think as you eating the hot sauce because okay. I mean Tampa's winning, and so I've just I got to figure out what I want. Okay. Well, let's come up with something and get ready for Monday night. The coaching news: Pete Carroll. No longer with the Seattle Seahawks. Everyone instantly tying Dan Quinn to that job. Nick Saban steps away from Alabama. People are speculating college game day. And you have, of course, the big one this morning. Bill Belichick and the Patriots 
are going to part ways after 24 seasons. And that, you got some? No, no we got, uh, I was going to say, and we, and we got two hours before we're going to get one of the more uncomfortable press conferences we've probably ever seen with Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick side by side. And that has led RJ Choppy to come up with this crazy coaching chaotic yeah. carousel. Chaos. This is a chaos carousel. I'm an agent of chaos. These are not necessarily things that I think are going to happen, but these are things I would love to see happen. Just off the kind of the wild. Some of these are realistic, um, but some of these are also not. The first one, this this first domino to fall, Mike Vrabel to Patriots. Hard church. The Ohio State University. Whoa. That job would have to come open. Well, that's that's interesting that you say Whoa. that. Lou Holtz <laughs> would be so excited. Yes, he would. He would be so excited. So, Mike Vrabel to Ohio State. It's always been Ohio against the world. It always has been Ohio against the world. I think they want Ryan Day out of there. I think many of the Ohio State fans want Ryan Day out of there. Mike Vrabel, he was at Ohio State as a coach uh, not too long ago. So, Vrabel... It's just I, I, like this just dawned on me. How similar of positions are Ryan Day and Mike McCarthy in? Like just tons of success and being held to a standard of how you haven't beat one team. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, I mean, he's also an Ohio guy uh, from Akron, played at Ohio State. So there's ties there. Yeah, I think those last uh, I think he was coaching at Ohio State the last time he got his DUI. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, Dan Quinn goes to Seattle. That's not chaos. It's not chaos, but. You know, Dan Quinn goes to Seattle. Some things just make sense, Chop. Where does Ryan Day go? He, if if Mike Vrabel's replacing Ryan Day, where does Ryan Day go? Ooh, uh, the cover of a Just for Men box. <laughs> Ryan Day goes to the University of Oregon. Okay, I, I see what you're doing here. But, RJ, that job's not open. I see what you're doing here. You're, you're going to put old Dan Lanning in Tuscaloosa, aren't you? Well... A lesser man would do that. (laughs) But I am putting Jim Harbaugh with the Chargers. Okay. And Dan Lanning at Michigan. At Michigan. At Michigan. Whoa. And again, these aren't things you think. No. Because obviously you would think Sharon Moore would get that job. Right. He is gonna he's gonna most likely get that job if it becomes open. Uh, you know, he's done a great job. He did a great job this year filling in for Jim. They love him there. You know, so we'll see. Well, who gets the Alabama job? And I, I got to credit this one. I was on the phone yesterday. I, I, the, the, the first person I called when the Saban news broke, uh, I, needed, I needed some Alabama history. And I go to the source. I go to the great Chuck Cooperstein. Covered college football for decades. You're going to you're gonna take my coach away from the University of Texas, aren't you? No. I, say, I, I, I threw yesterday, that name out there. Chuck tried to throw out to David Hellman that Alabama takes Sark and Arch Manning. I'm like, what are, what are we doing? Fantasy trades, Zach? What, yeah. are, what, what are we doing over here? I know. I, uh, you guys would probably reject it. <laughs> listen, I give Texas a lot of grief. It's a better job. It's a better job than that Alabama. That was a Will Chambers joke. I just yeah. got yes, it was. It's it's a better job than Alabama. Uh, it's the best job in the country. Which is? Texas. Best job in the country. They don't have to get. He does. Uh, the coach at the University of Texas doesn't have a car ride longer than three hours to find every recruit they want. They go to Houston and they go to Dallas, Fort Worth. That's it. They don't need to go anywhere else, and they've got their entire team. They never have to get on a plane. They don't have to leave, leave the state. Um, and there's more money at Texas than anywhere else. Money. Sean, while you were out, we talked about this, Chop and I. 
Disclosure Records came out one weekend hosting 20 recruits. The University of Texas spent a million dollars on those kids in one weekend. Wow. When I got to Tennessee in 1997, Alabama was not the best job in the SEC. Florida was. It wasn't the second best job. Tennessee was. At best, it was third. You could argue that LSU was better. You could argue that Auburn was better at the time. Alabama was was not in a good spot until oh, Nick Saban got there. No, absolutely it, now, not. He did not make Alabama. Alabama was the best program in college football history before then, in terms of winning and such, or one of them. But they have so far and away surpassed even their own expectations that the job is just different now than it was then. This is their most important hire. Mm. So who did Cooperstein say? And I 1,000% agree with that. I was thinking, right, Mike Norvell. Dabo! Mike Norton, no, screw Dabo. <laughs> they already chanted... Anyone but Dabo I saw last that. night. That Alabama yeah. fans were outside the university chanting anyone but Dabo. Lane. They hate him. Not Lane. Doug Nussmeyer. Not Doug but Nussmeyer. Not Sark. Not Norvell. Not Lanning. Although Norvell would be a great hire. Bear Bryant. Because he is three hours away in Tallahassee. He already notices. Uh, he already notice, uh, knows the, the, the area. Kirby. No. Oh, that would be so oh, juicy. Yeah. That's what Hellman juicy. threw out. He goes, why would he leave Georgia? Just go ahead and try to money whip him. Try to, yeah. Go back. No. The guy you go after is Pete Carroll. He's won in college. He is 72, but he acts 42. If anybody can, can I mean, he will go in. He will immediately wow. recruit his brains off. Uh, he can coach anywhere. And there's also this. I do believe he wants to continue coaching. I don't think he wants to stop. Right. He probably, do we think he's going to the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a coach? That's a great question. Yeah, I mean, what is it? he's one of, what, three to win a national title and a Super Bowl? Right, but he is ineligible. Has nothing to do with the Pro Football No, Hall but of I, fame. I mean, they, they do value things like that, yeah. like accomplishments of, like, your success jumping to that other level because a lot of guys didn't do it. He was a two yards away from having two. Uh, having two. He should have had two. He is ineligible currently for the College Football Hall of Fame as a coach. Why? Because he has 59% winning percentage or something? Because he cheated at USC? No, he has nine years. You need 10. And his winning percentage is high enough, but he doesn't have 100 wins. That's interesting. And so, like, Alabama could present that opportunity to get in the College Football Hall of Fame. So, he could be, I mean, how many coaches are in both college and pro? I mean, Jimmy. Wow. Um, I mean, who else is in both? You know what I mean? Like, there's very, very few, if any others, that are in both college and pro football Hall of Fame. Wow. Um, maybe Bill Walsh. I don't even know if he's in. Walsh was only at Stanford for like two years. Yeah, so he, he can't be in. Uh, he went back, but he didn't re- meet the 10 years. So, that was an interesting one. I love I love the idea because yeah. you can only think short-term in college football right now. The way the transfer portal is, don't worry about long-term. We are already so far late in the game in terms of recruiting. Their number one job at Alabama is to stabilize. Pete Carroll comes with zero buyout. Dan Landing comes with $20 million buyout or whatever. Mike Norvell comes yeah. with a huge buyout. All these other coaches come with buyouts. Pete Carroll has no buyout. He'll step right in. He'll recruit his tail off. He's 72 going on 43 He'll coach for three, four years. You get your ducks in a row. You don't worry about rushing because this is the most important hire in the history of that that, that program. They have to keep the momentum. Their, their number one job right now is to keep the momentum of having a great program, and that's all they have to do. I'm getting thrown off here. What is on the fan cam? Mike uh, doing his prep work for the show. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. I am getting so Ryan, he has bro. no idea he's up there, too. This is perfect. <laughs> it's getting... Ryan, tremendous job. <laughs> You're so live on the fan cam. It's my deal. 
Oh, <laughs> shut up, Peyton. I think it was Alex's idea. This yeah, is the KMC masterpiece. While we are sitting here and trying to grind until the last game ends at, Look at night, that flexibility. Waking up at four o'clock in the morning. These guys at nine eleven. Two of them are not in here, and one is doing yoga as their show prep while letting random Tolos co-host their show. Uh, on random yeah. on random Wednesdays, Amen. amazing, amazing. Maybe maybe we're the ones doing that are the idiots. Must be nice. Must be nice. Yeah, we clearly are the looking back. Uh, just I'll, keep that on there, Ryan. Yeah, Great just job. keep that up there, and we'll we'll or continue. Peyton. So, uh, Carol at Alabama, I think even if he's seventy two, going on forty two or whatever, you're, you've right, still Mike's checking his phone. Let's see if people are texting him that he's on the fan cam. You still you've still got to what you still have to do there is you're right. I think three to four years max though, because he is seventy two. No yeah. matter how young he feels. So, to me, I think if you're hiring Pete Carroll, you better hire two coaches. Like, you better have the second coach in the building ready to, like, be groomed as the head. I, I don't think you want to have a new coaching search right there. you got to have that guy in the building. Yeah, or, or or if you do have a new coaching search, you 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 have him announce, like, going into that last year, hey, this is my last year. They can kind of get their, their their recruiting figured out so it's not too late. They're recruiting. Because, like, we look, we're, uh, we've already had the main recruiting signing period, the early signing period back in December. Are all those players available now to leave without penalty? I, I don't. I don't know how the new rule works. Yeah, um, because it used to be the recruiting period signing period was like the week of the Super Bowl. With what Saban just did, Hellman yesterday on G Bag said that players could leave within yeah. a month. There's a, like within a month. Yeah, rule. But you have a time. Yeah, so like I mean, all these people are are you know chomping at the bit for all these Saban players. You know, Chop and I were kicking this around during the break while you were in there recording your spot, making money. Yep, exactly. Uh, while you're in there, so when we have this discussion about Saban versus Belichick, which one's better? And, and again, like we're talking about somebody like Pete Carroll going back down to college and having success and things like that. I do wonder if you swapped them over the last 15 years and said Saban is coaching the Patriots for the last 15 years, Belichick is coaching Alabama for the past 15 years. Who gets closer to the other's success? Because I think there's Saban. no doubt it's Saban. Saban. I don't think I don't think Belichick Bill recruiting. Could, yeah, that's like I don't think Belichick could. Belichick's culture is so, like, this mindset that if you're constantly changing out players every three to four years, I don't know how you instill that right. culture. Totally agree. Um, there's something called the Flutie effect. When athletic accomplishments increase exposure and eventually environment, as Joe Pompliano, I actually like him as a Twitter follow, he talked about Saban's effect at the school. Since he arrived in 07, their enrollment increased from 25,000 to 40,000. 60% jump compared to a 10% national average. But the type of student, Alabama went from the majority of their student body being in-state, the majority is now out-of-state. Why is that important? Money. Out-of-state pays three times more in annual tuition, 32000 versus 11000 So he increased their annual revenue. If you want to point to him as a major reason, by hundreds of millions. They paid him $130 million over 16 years but one could argue his worth was more than $1 billion. Their chancellor said Nick Saban is the best investment this university has ever made. Uh, there's no doubt. Quote. No doubt about it, it is. You want those out-of-state recruits. You want to be a national school, not a local regional one. Uh, Basic has got a very important phone call. The yoga uh, has been interrupted. Interrupted uh, more after the commercial break here at 105.3 The Fan. But Mike Basic has stopped the Pilates session for now, let's preview the Packers and how worried is he about Dan Quinn going to Seattle. Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com is next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A lot of threes in there. Crosstalk with KMC coming up at 940. Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com. Joins us as he does every Thursday. Brought to you by the Windstar World Casino and Resort. Proud to be the official casino of the Dallas Cowboys. Please game responsibly. Good morning, Patrick. How is the injury situation looking over there, uh, specifically with Stephon Gilmore? And good morning, gentlemen. It is looking very promising. Uh, spoke with Stephon Gilmore yesterday in the locker room just to kind of gauge how he's feeling because it's easy to say that things are fine right after the game when the adrenaline is still flowing. Um, but not necessarily the next day when the adrenaline wears off. But, you know, a couple of days or so later, here we are talking to Gilmore yesterday, and uh, he said that he's played through worse over the course of his career. Uh, that's one quote. And the quote that stuck out the most to me, he said he's going to play, um, quote, whatever it takes, end quote. So uh, sounds like Stephon Gilmore, you know, barring a setback of any sort this week, which would be tough to see because I don't think that he's going to participate in team drills until the walkthrough on Saturday. I think he's a go. Um, Tyler Smith, same. I think he's a go as well, returning from the Week 18 rest with that torn plantar fascia. He returned to practice, limited capacity on yesterday. Uh, all signs point to him being good to go. Zach Martin had a rest day as he recovers from his illness, but he's expected to play as well. Jonathan Hankins, limited participant on yesterday, still working his way back to full form, but he did get around 13, 14 snaps against the Commanders to grease his wheels. No setbacks there, so great news there as well. And Malik Hooker been dealing with that ankle injury for several weeks now full participant for the first time in a couple months so cowboys are healing uh at the perfect time okay so pat obviously that's good news on the stefan gilmore front but let, let's operate under a uh an assumption that things go sideways like he tries to make a tackle or look 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 contingencies contingencies all right look <laughs> I, i'm just fair. look I, I was told fair. yesterday in therapy i got to be in control of everything so that's what i'm, you know, I'm trying to do that's here. fair my so, therapist said the same. So yeah. the, it, let's say Stefan Gilmore comes out of the first drive and goes like, I just can't do it. Is the contingency plan there? All right, Nashawn Wright's in here taking the snaps outside. Is that something where Israel McQuamu, who who obviously has played some corner in his history, does some safety, has done some different things for the Cowboys, is that McQuamu? How do they respond to that given that their depth has already been challenged this season with Diggs being out? 
I think it would be a toss-up between Deshaun Wright and Israel, Israel Mukwamu, to be honest, because if you go back and you look at the 2022 season when they lost Anthony Brown, they lost Jordan Lewis, uh, and Kelvin Joseph was not playing well, who who got the first night with Deshaun Wright? He got several shots at it as starter, but ultimately come wild card in Tampa against Tom Brady, it was Izzy Mukwamu who got the start and played exceptionally well. It's kind of like that big slot nickel guy. So I think that it's based upon matchups. So if Gilmore goes down, you then look at the Packers and you ask yourself, what is their what are their prototypes like? What are their archetypes, I should say, for their wide receivers? Because they don't have any alpha guys. They don't have, you know, a CD Lamb or Justin Jefferson or anything like that. But they do have uh, a series of very capable guys and Jordan Love loves to spread the ball around. So I think in that instance you'd be fine getting Nashawn right out there with the length. He has length just like Izzy does. A little bit more quickness, though, but Izzy is a little bit more physical. So really just depends on uh, what the situation is at that point. If you knock on wood, were to lose Gilmore uh, at some point during the game. But those are the two guys that you'd be looking at, yes. Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com on the DNM Leasing Hotline. What was your science lab on for this game? Oh, deep dive, deep, 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 deep dive into – the strengths and weaknesses of both teams trying to see where the Cowboys match up well against the Packers. And the good news is, is they outmatch the Packers in uh, most major areas. And this is a a game that uh, this is one of the worst matchups, if not the worst matchup that the Packers could have drawn in the tournament. Uh, This is just bad news for them. (laughs) If the Cowboys execute and play well and and eliminate self-inflicted wounds, they should win this game handily. And I'm talking about 20 points or more. If they don't, it's because they play down to their competition. And if they do that, they're in trouble because Jordan Love and that team, though they don't play well from behind, fellas, uh, if you allow them to remain competitive, they'll make one or two plays when they need to and they'll get you out of here. So Jordan Love, you know, he's really good in the pocket, can make all the throws. um, But if you get him out of the pocket, he does not perform well under pressure. um, And he does not, he performs even worse when he's on the run. So when he's on the run, he's the second worst statistical quarterback in the league. You got to get him moving. Even if you can't get hands on him to get him down to the ground, you got to get him moving. Um, but you got to be careful how you pressure him. So he doesn't do well on the pressure, but he performs well against the blitz. So most people are going to say, well, how is that? That means you have to get pressure with your front four. Don't drop anybody out of coverage to help your pass rush because then that helps the young quarterback who's under pressure find the open receiver. And this is a guy, a guy again, who can hit any one of his open receivers. Get pressure up front with your front four. 2.44 seconds is the time to pressure for the Cowboys defense best in the league. 2.77 seconds is that as Jordan Love's time to throw. He's out of his comfort zone here. He's out of his depth here. So advantage Cowboys in several capacities. Aaron Jones, great running back. He's done his damage against the Cowboys. If you look at him this season, though, he's fantastic. Between the 20s, their run offense is very poor inside of the red zone. Uh, Their run defense is very poor all over the field, but particularly inside of the red zone. Their secondary, their pass coverage is very poor all over the field, but especially in the middle. Hi, Jake Ferguson. Have a day. Their run defense is very poor um, all over the place, but especially in the red zone. This is not a game that the Cowboys should take lightly because their Packers can be dangerous because they're playing loose. They They don't really grasp how big this game is. But if the Cowboys come in and handle their business, this should not be close at all. Patrick, is this a uh, is this a Green Bay team defensively where you know, they really need to rely on their pass rush to really get any stops? Perfect, perfectly said, RJ. Um, when you Science Lab drops this morning in about an hour or so on DallasCowboys.com, and I broke down the film as well as uh, the statistical trends. And one thing about them is something that you pointed out: their secondary 
it, it, even with the pass rush, they get a pass rush at a rate at about 39, 40%. So the amount of pass rush they get is, is pretty healthy. Problem for them being is it takes them 2.79 seconds, I want to say 2.79 seconds from snap to pressure on the opposing quarterback. That Prescott's average time to throw is 2.69. So but normally it takes the Packers pressure longer to develop than it takes Dak Prescott to get rid of the ball. Um, that spells doom for a secondary who already doesn't cover well. So if your pass rush can't get to Dak Prescott in a timely manner and you can't cover well, it, it's just it's a meal to be had for guys like CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks who's heating up and Jake Ferguson who's who's you know regaining his stride after a couple of weeks of struggling. So and again, you're also looking at the fact that their run defense is for the narrative that is the Cowboys run defense is bad. It's actually not bad. It's just not great, but it's not bad. Um, the Packers defense is much worse in almost all major categories and some subcategories as well. So Tony Pollard, Rico Dowdle, they can, you know, have a very good day here. And guess what that does? That helps neutralize the pass rush and then also helps open up down the field plays. So I, I just don't see the Packers having a, a substantive game plan that's going to work because they might have a great blueprint, but they don't have the horses. And and that's what I mean when I say the Cowboys would have to massively play down to this competition in order to, you know, to lose this game. And if they do, then, yeah, they're in trouble. Pat, you know, th- that's the angle that I, I think I'm most concerned about in this one is the run game and, and what Aaron Jones can do. Aaron Jones has had a lot of success against this team. Matt LaFleur specifically – you know, during his time in Green Bay, the the times where he was in Tennessee, uh, you know, with the Rams, when playing the Cowboys, his teams have never rushed for fewer than 125 yards on, on the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys, in the last couple of years, when teams run for 125 or more against them, they're four and nine. And, and so how, wh- what is the key point this week for you can't let Aaron Jones beat you? How do you contain him and not let Green Bay get into a potential Buffalo game plan? You're going to have to deploy a guy like Marquise Bell and a guy like Donovan Wilson, and also Jordan Lewis in run support as well. And when I say Jordan Lewis in run support, I mean, look at what Jordan Lewis was able to do a couple weeks ago against the Lions, the way he picked off the ball on the running back screen. That's kind of like the, the Alvin Kamara package that they had him on against the Saints a couple years or so ago, where you have to have your nickel guy help on those screens. Because when it comes to Aaron Jones, you have to keep in mind, he's not necessarily a guy that likes to do the dirty runs up the interior. He can, but Jonathan Hankins is back. He's going to have big bodies to contend with there. So knowing that he's as effective on the edge and trying to get out in space and the Packers thrive on, on, uh, you know, plays after contact yards, after contact yards, after the catch. And Aaron Jones is one of those guys. Marquise Bell needs to have a game like he had against Austin Eckler. needs to have a game like he had against Jameer Gibbs and, and some of those speedier edge guys who can get outside and do some damage. Donovan Wilson, He's going to be key in run support as well, as he always is. So it's about protecting the the edges and making sure that your linebackers and the nickel guy and, you know, the safety that you like to play down, they are going to have a task, Damone Clark as well, they're going to have a task of making sure that when Aaron Rodgers, excuse me, Aaron Jones bounces outside, can you keep him from hitting the second level? If you can do that, you're golden. But also keep in mind here, Bobby, Aaron Jones, for as good as he is between the 20s, the Packers cannot figure out how to get him going inside the red zone. The red zone offense is not great uh, at all as it comes to running the ball. But what you got to keep an eye on is they'll leak Aaron Rodgers out of the backfield. Uh, Aaron Jones, God, I'm so traumatized by Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. they'll, they'll, leak, they'll leak Aaron Jones out of the backfield in the red zone and kind of use like a, a quick screen or a flip pass. It's kind of like a quasi run. That's how they try 
to substitute for an actual run run offense uh, in the red zone. But uh, so for as good as Aaron Jones is, um, two things you can do. Number one, play the edges very well. Number two, I'm looking at your offense, Dak Prescott, and the receivers put up points. That deletes the run game, forces the game on Jordan Love. And number three, if it so happens that they get into the, the red zone, um, you have the advantage of knowing their offensive line can't block well enough for him to be effective on the ground. So then it makes them one-dimensional in that you just look for him to come out of the backfield on a flip or a screen pass. Patrick, what do you make of all the immediate Dan Quinn to Seattle talk after Pete Carroll is out? It, it just makes perfect sense. It, it really does make, per- make perfect sense, and, and I hate it, but <laughs> but it does. Um, at the end of the day, that that's an organization that's, you know, super familiar with Dan Quinn from his days engineering and orchestrating the Legion of Boom. I mean, he's won a Super Bowl there as a defensive coordinator. And if you're Dan Quinn, one of the biggest things that you're looking at when it comes to assessing potential head coaching situations is you don't want another situation like you had in Atlanta, but you also don't necessarily want to do a full rebuild. I mean, the tools are there for you in in Seattle. Uh, Geno Smith, you know, you even proven that you have at least a capable guy in Drew Locke behind him who can come in and win a big game if you need. Uh, You got your running back, you know, Kenneth Walker. You got uh, DK Metcalf, and you got Tyler Lockett, and you got some horses on the defensive side of the ball as well. And you have a GM in Josh Snyder who knows how to how to help build a team. So yeah, that's a perfect situation for Dan Quinn. But I can also I can also tell you that um, that doesn't necessarily necessarily preclude other opportunities. I mean, maybe he does look at the Carolina Panthers or some other team and say, you know what, I want to be the one that gets all the credit for rebuilding this from scratch. So who knows? But as it stands, you know, those guys, Dan Quinn and, and Will McClay, they deserve all of the attention they're getting. But they're also locked in on the task at hand because they know if they lose to this Packers team, um, particularly Dan Quinn, all of that interest that we're hearing starts to die down real quickly if you get a first-round exit. Patrick, would you lean more towards this Cowboys-Packers game being decided by 10 or more points or 10 or less points? 10 or more points. Um, I feel as if this Cowboys team is locked in, walking around this locker room and talking to these guys. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's it's – it's just business. It's all business. Uh, I think they have learned lessons like Arizona, although that was in Arizona, but playing down to lesser teams can get you in trouble. And they know, I talked to Brandon Cooks yesterday, and one of his biggest things, and this is one of the bigger leaders in the locker room, and, and he's been here before, Stefan as well, uh, and beyond, their message to the entire locker room is um, don't play down to the competition. Treat these guys as if this is the Super Bowl. If you want to make it to the Super Bowl, this has to be it. And the next week has to be it as well. And then the week after. It's four one-game seasons from here on out. Um, so I feel like they're going to come in locked in, focused. They earn home field advantage. We know that they're dominant at home. Uh, and, it's, you know, the fans are going to be loud. I think that energy gets them right. So I would say 15 or more points, to be honest, unless <laughs> – Unless, unless they start sleepwalking, then they're in trouble. Don't sleepwalk. Just go in here, punch them in the mouth, force the game on the young quarterback who can't throw on the run, a running game who can't get going in the red zone, and you should blow them out. So go do it. Fantastic preview. Thank you as always, man. We'll catch up. Absolutely. Talk to you guys soon. Patrick Walker, the piece is going to drop on the website, DallasCowboys.com, brought to you by the Windstar World Casino and Resort. Crosstalk with KMC right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Crosstalk with a KMC masterpiece. Basic is already attempting to troll. Uh, we got Kevin Hagelin, <laughs> Michael, and Corey Majors. Mike, I heard the song yesterday. I tagged you in Twitter on it. I was I was walking around, and that song I was trying to tell you about, The Temptations, My right. Girl, it was playing over the speakers. Oh, my God, dude. Look at him. See? I, like, you see I, him, I, I clicked on it. I Look clicked on your Twitter link. I saw it. My favorite thing yesterday, Bobby just started listing all these old songs, and Mike just walks away, and he goes, you're driving me insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, just very calmly. Did he list 100 of them, like, that one day? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's attempting to. The boss whispered in his ear. Don't ever do that again. He said, I know it was you, Fredo. Don't ever do that. <laughs> he gave him a hug when he did it. He brought him in and Corey, was like, don't ever do that again. On the show today, yeah. I'm just going to tease what I have for yeah, baseball go ahead, nuggets. Man. Antonio Freeman. In baseball nuggets, I have huge breaking news, probably even bigger than the Bill Belichick news. Wow. Huge nuggets. <laughs> um, but what else is coming up on the show? Um, isn't tomorrow when you uh, take over? Crosstalk. Whoa. Sean's back. Sean, are you here tomorrow? You know, there's Mr. October Reggie Jackson. I think you might be Mr. Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Where you just. Mr. Friday. Where you just You just party on Thursday night and don't show up on Fridays. Yes. Yes. Oh, Uptown Sharif. Yes. Um. I have nothing to say. My buddy's oh, no. an idiot. Should people be careful with you right now? No. Be nice yesterday. to Sean, no, you jerks. That was yesterday. My buddy's an idiot at 1120. Uh, we have Mickey uh, at 1020 and uh, some other stuff as well. But, Mike, yours is the most important at 1040 today. Was it baseball or basketball no, nuggets? It's, it's baseball nuggets. We don't do basketball nuggets. And, um, oh, obviously, Belichick is out. Um, surprisingly, not be managing the Rangers. Next surprisingly, year, right? I'll just give you a little tea. Surprisingly, somebody is out with the Rangers that you would have never have guessed. <laughs> John Burkett. No, not. Oh I'm, my God! It's for ten forty-five. We already know that. Oh, that's not breaking news. Do you have any? Do you have any good uh, names to throw at us? Like other uh, pitchers with shoulder and arm surgery history that the Rangers could sign? 
Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I back do, surgery. I, or whatever, I think that's a 50, surgery. I think it's 50-50. 50% he goes back to LA, 50% he's a Texas Ranger, and then uh, I guess I should put a percentage on he retires. Like, if I he's healthy, he's the he's opening day starter. <laughs> I think it would be a, I think it would it's be a, a, Valdi, it's a Valdi, I know. But I do think that Kershaw possibly would be your game. Well, no, he's not going to be healthy, right? No, he's he's so, his shoulder. Yeah. He'll be doing back which, like Which coach June. between Saban and Belichick have a greater claim to goat status in their sport? Um, probably gonna go Belichick. Ooh. That is a hard question. Is there a reason specifically that you are? Because yeah. I I gotta give He's Saban a, a lot RC of credit for <laughs> that bomb. the the type of turnover that they have in college, where your quarterback is changing as consistently as it is, and still having that kind of success. And I know you have he has a lot of power to to hold over them, but Belichick kind of reigned that power up in New England, from what we hear from those players too. So is there a specific reason? Yeah. Is it just because it's NFL? No, 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 no. I just think it's the timing of the NFL with a salary cap and Belichick being able to continue to win. Whereas Saban, I'm not saying what he didn't, what he did isn't impressive. It's very impressive. But also he got to a point maybe midway through where he could have just about whatever player he wanted. So that's why I'd give a slight edge to Belichick. They're both amazing though. Because you know, Belichick couldn't win with Mac Jones though. He yeah, did first right. year. Nobody. Yeah. Saban did it in his first year, won a national title. Belichick couldn't get it done in three. The thing that is interesting because, like, you know, Bill gets to pick the players. Saban doesn't get to pick the players. He has to, like, convince them to go there, which at the end, like oh. you said, they were on cruise control at one point, but not in the beginning. Yeah. At the beginning, that the Alabama was not Alabama. Thanks, Fran. And, yeah, right? They're both arguably the greatest coaches ever right. in their sport. Yeah, that was the po- point of the question. I well, I know, but yeah. I think Although there's – yes, I will say this. Today. I think there's more contenders in college because you can go back – so I go back to Vince Lombardi. He didn't win seven NFL championships. I can go to Walsh, Bill Walsh. He didn't win seven Super Bowls. Like, he blew everybody out of the water – Nick Saban didn't – I'm not saying he's not the greatest in college, but he didn't blow everybody out of the water uh, with championships and everything because you can go back to – who's the A&M Alabama uh, hat guy? Uh, uh, Bear? Bear Bryant. Bear Bryant. Like, I mean, let's go look at Bear Bryant. Let's go look at – The hat guy, huh? He wore a hat. So, uh, he did. He did wear a hat. That was a so good Tom, Tom Landry. Landry. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just think that there are other college coaches that would – it's so long ago, but you would have an argument of, heck, maybe they are as good as Saban's uh, resume. Nobody even comes close, really, when it comes to the championships of Belichick's resume. I, I think we were all in agreement with this when we talked about it earlier. I think I don't remember what Chop said, but I think he was in agreement. I, I mean, I don't remember what the I said. The idea of, like, point. if over the last 15 years you flipped Saban and Saban was coaching the Patriots for the last 15 years and Belichick was at Bama for the last 15 years – who gets closer to whose success? Because I think Saban probably wins Super Bowls. I don't know that Belichick wins national titles. I almost feel like football is not even the same sport for coaches. You might as well tell me they can go coach soccer because I feel like NFL football. Saban's done it. I know. I'm just saying that it's such a different thing. If you talk to college coaches, 30% of their time is actually coaching football. 70% of their time is recruiting and keeping their recruits at the school. It's 100%, I'll say 90% coaching in the NFL, 10% keeping your players somewhat happy. But guess what? The owners made sure to do a great job of having no free agency ever. You can never leave your team if you're good at football. So it's almost like two totally different sports. I've talked to college baseball coaches about this, and maybe it's a little bit different, but they're like literally – 
we are doing way more recruiting than we are coaching. We don't. Oh, yeah. You're, you're limited on your coaching time on the field, and then you're spending so much time on emails, text messages. Because people think the portal broke Saban. It broke I've it. heard that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, the, the, you, you have to recruit. You got to coach. But and normally, you had to recruit high school kids. Well, now you got to recruit high school kids. Not if you're Dion. You have to recruit, right? right. You got to recruit transfers. And then you've got to recruit your own players that you already have in-house every single day. And you've got to convince them to stay every single day. And that is a proposition that if you're 70 years old and, you know, you've been doing business one way your entire life and all of a sudden they come in and say, oh, you also now have to do social media. You're like, well, crap, man. I don't want to do that. I'm just, I don't want to learn Especially when he new. can make as much money doing yeah. his Geico commercials as he can <laughs> doing the <laughs> And I know coaching. that college coaches won't do this, but if you were LSU's coach and you're recruiting a high school kid, let's say out of DeSoto, and you're not sure if he would play his freshman year, would you say, hey, I, I know this probably isn't what you want to do. Go play every down at Louisiana Tech for me. I'm not going to be there, obviously, but I'm promising you this. You're going to play every down at Louisiana Tech. After your freshman year, because it's going to be tough for you to play here. But if you play there and do as well as I think you can, I can bring you in as a sophomore and then play you immediately for two years and get you drafted. I, it's really tough now to tell a kid, wait your turn, and I promise you I'm not going to go get a transfer to take your spot because you were sitting on the bench not playing. I just saw this kid play at... Louisiana Tech, Louisiana Monroe, TCU. I can go get these kids to LSU or whatever and get them to come here. So I'd be like, I don't see as a freshman the point of signing with a major university as a college kid unless you know that you're going to play almost every down. I mean, there's a kid from Duncanville that went to Ohio State, sat his ass on the bench. It was a stupid decision. I thought it was from the beginning. And now he's in the transfer portal. I haven't seen where he signed yet. He might be going to Texas. What's his name? <sighs> All right. Yeah, Back know. to you. Yeah. You talk but, to him, though. But it, it's, just, it's just one of these things where I don't know why you'd ever sign with Ohio State, LSU, Texas, if you are a high school kid, unless they're promising you you are going yeah. to play as a freshman. The portal screwed. It really has screwed high school kids. So uh, everyone is now tying Dan Quinn to Seattle after Carroll left. Sure. I want you to tell me the guy. We tied Ken Griffey Jr. there yesterday. We feel like that's the best guy. Jay Buhner. Edgar Martinez. Yep. And Wilson. then Sean Kemp could run their Kemp. offense. Yep. I want you to tell me the guy. From jail. That you he's would, he, he didn't go to jail for that, I don't believe. They followed up. He did. He, it turned out he's a good Oh, wow. Yeah. Not the rain, man. Well, yep. that lifts shrink. Uh, he was making it rain something Changed else. Changed my mind. Tell me if you would take and hire Dan Quinn for an NFL job over the following guys. All right? Belichick, Pete Carroll, Jim Harbaugh, Vrabel. Would you hire Dan Quinn as your next head coach over any of those guys? Belichick, Pete Carroll, yes, yes. Harbaugh, Vrabel. No. Maybe over yeah. Vrabel. Yeah, I don't know. Well, what skin yes, on the wall does Vrabel Yes, over have? the first two. Yes to Belichick and Patriot. Pete Carroll. I would take Dan Quinn over both of them. Okay. Anyone else have a name that you mm. would? I'd take Dan Quinn over Carroll and Vrabel. Wow. Well, Vrabel, I mean, for everything that we say about him, Dan Quinn went to a Super Bowl. Vrabel hasn't done that. Well. What? Matt Ryan. Pete Carroll looks young, right? Ryan. But he's 70-something, right? 72. 72. Yeah. I'm Going on take, 42. I get he's been a very great coach. Should be in both Hall of Fames. 
uh, college and Comes pro. The ageist. But no, yeah, I'm an ageist here. I'm not hiring a 73 year old guy. Not, th- and that goes for Belichick. I'm, I'm sorry. Listen he's to, 71. Listening to, uh, I was listening to y'all this there. morning with Florio <laughs> and just hearing Broadus yesterday and crosstalk with us. Were you listening? When you were, uh, when y'all asked about Pete Carroll not being there anymore with Schneider and he was talking about Schneider, Broadus made it sound more like Schneider wants to go a new direction and the age of Carroll, he doesn't think that he can implement and fulfill everything they want to see for the future there. So you apply that same statement to Belichick's age? A little bit. I know that if I'm getting Belichick, I'm kind of getting, I know a different sport, I'm getting kind of Larry Brown. I'm getting maybe three years. The problem is, is out of all the greatest coaches in NFL history, they all have an unbelievable tree of success with their assistant coaches. Belichick has no tree. They all die. They they just all go other places yeah. and are pathetic coaches for the most part. And his tree so now consists is, of his sons as his coordinator. Yeah, so the tough thing is if I hired Belichick going, well, this is great. He's only going to... I'll just give you an example. I think Bochy's going to manage two, maybe three more years with the Rangers. I hope it's more, but probably. But they have Will Venerable there to just take over. He's a, he's the next manager. He's their bench coach. He's their next manager yeah. of the Rangers. When that happens, they feel great about the transition. They're hiring an older manager. If you hire Belichick, he has proven throughout his history nobody's actually good on his staff if they leave Belichick. So that's the only oh, tough part about guy. Belichick. All right, save. Well, uh, well, not in pros. Yeah. Well, no, but he's part of that tree. Yeah, that, that, that was it. So you're Kirk saying Ferentz, Kirk Ferentz was on that tree? Was that that? You're uh, saying staff? Jerry they should hire They were all there both. at the same time, and then that Cleveland franchise had to relocate within a few years. How did that happen? Art Modell. Jerry should Simple. hire both of them. I think Nick we should Saban hire all three. Belichick. We should keep McCarthy. Okay. Hire Belichick, Defensive Saban, yeah. and Pete Carroll. Wow. And keep Dan Quinn. And have Tony Romo call plays. We're back tomorrow. Well, he did. Right That's now. what he did for Jason Garrett. He was so pathetic at it. Your guy. We'll have Mike McCarthy tomorrow. <laughs> oh, God. And RJ with a brand new playoff song. Yes, sir. It, could, it could break the record. We're going we're gonna to drop it right now. It could. We're going to record it. We're not going to drop it till tomorrow. Yeah. Learn the lingo, man. I know the lingo. We're back tomorrow morning. Oh, God. It's the KMC Masterpiece <laughs> next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.